SAFM Sports Special with John Khereka, your sporting information centre. We'll go back to Johan just at close of play there with SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Manchester City leading West Ham United by two goals to nil in the English Premier League. It's just 27 minutes in there. Manchester City to West Ham nil, the latest score. Let's chat boxing now, and he's been in the industry for 40 years. If there's somebody who knows something about local boxing, is Rodney Berman. But uh, Rodney, first of all, we spoke to another promoter yesterday, and I didn't ask the simple question, what does a boxing promoter do? What is a boxing promoter to do? Uh, in essence, you, you put the whole event together. You arrange the fights. Uh, you get the, the money. You, you, you put every. It's like putting together a play on Broadway or whatever. Mm. You're responsible for, for lock, stock, and barrel. Okay. First of all, you get the, the fighters. You arrange the various fights on the ball. You arrange a venue. You arrange the TV. Uh, your own sponsors, everything from A to Z. Okay, so uh, you, you're, you're the guy who puts on the big production, you've got to line up the boxes. Uh, do you have to find sponsors and all those kind of things as well? Everything. Everything's uh, on on our shoulders. But of course, bo- uh, things like sponsors come around. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, you, when you have the, uh, the, 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 the right fighters, sponsors come to you, it's easy. It's mm-hmm. when you've got the attractions. Forty years, Rodney. Do you, it's a long time to do anything. Sorry, eh? I want to take back a year. It's thirty miles. <laughs> it's, it's scary thinking. Uh, and I was saying the other, just earlier to my wife, it's like life is the blink of an eye. Mm. Before you turn around, uh, it just all becomes memories. And for me, what's really sad, everybody I started with, everyone, uh, I'm like last man standing. Except I have a matchmaker, Ruben Rosodi, who started with me 39 years ago, mm. and thank God he's still with me and still healthy and going strong. But it's very sad that uh, everybody that sort of made me are, are not around. Besides, uh, you know, there's a couple of negative things. We'll talk about that later on in the program. How has the sport itself changed? The, the two men or two women in a ring uh, with, and, and having to, to fight in a boxing match. Has things changed over 40 years? You know, the, the interesting thing is that you find in every sport, in every sporting code, like cricket, you've got the third umpire. Uh, rugby, you have the third umpire in effect. Um, soccer, you've got the innovation of um, technology on the goal line. But in boxing, nothing has really changed over since, since uh, time in millennium. Mm-hmm. And to an extent, that is why at one stage the UFC, the cage fighting, became more popular than boxing. Funny enough, not in South Africa, but uh, like in America, it's a very popular sport. And it might be because of the innovations right. that... Boxing hasn't really moved, but having said that, whenever you have a, a Mike Tyson or a Floyd Mayweather and you have a major fight, nothing, no sport in the world can, can rival it. Two men walk into a ring and you've got the whole world watching on TV. Mm. So uh, it, it never has really lost its allure. Uh, I, I find that, or maybe it's just me, we don't have the heavyweight legends anymore. You know, if I think of Muhammad Ali and uh, Sugar Ray and even our local guys, but it's, it's more the lighter fighters that are making the headlines these days. Yes, uh, it's a worldwide phenomenon. There are 
very few heavyweights around. It seems to also be making a resurgence. There's an English heavyweight, uh, his surname is Joshua, who looks to have a lot of potential. Mm. But by and large, it's the middleweights, the welterweights. There's a guy, Gennady Golovkin, who's a Kazakhstan. Uh, he's a middleweight, and he is an incredible, incredible fighter. I've had the privilege of promoting him on a number of occasions, but he's taking the world by storm. So there's always somebody there. Mm. Uh, I just think but you're you know, correct. No heavyweight. But the, the clitch goes. But there's also this interesting. There's so many backstories in boxing. I think that's the highlight of the sport. It's all very well to watch one fight, but it's it's like an artist. There's more to that one fight. There's been build up for years before they get together. Yeah, that, that is correct. It's um, you know, it's it, it, well, unfortunately, or well, the reality, not unfortunately is a boxing with the advent of TV, a show business. Mm-hmm. Um, and you build up and you, the, the final crescendo, it's like when Mayweather fought Pacquiao. Yeah. They tried to put that fight together for years, but the timing wasn't correct. Not from the public's point of view, from the television stations, sponsors, etc. So that is correct. It does take years. This Gennady Golovkin I'm telling you about, mm-hmm. uh, he's trying to put uh, a fight together with uh, Alvarez, they call him Canelo, uh, and he's ducking him. In a year or two, it might take place. <laughs> but at the moment, for various reasons, uh, the one guy's ducking him because he doesn't want to lose uh, his unbeaten... Well, he's not unbeaten, but he doesn't want to be beaten again. Yeah. So the timing is not right. Rodney, obviously, South African boxing is going through tough times. Why have you stuck it out? You know... <laughs> It's an interesting thing. When I started, as I say, I'm actually an attorney by profession. So when I started, I sued a boxing promoter at the time, very famous family in South Africa, the Tawils, who were perceived to be mafia in those days. And I had to sue a guy, Morris Tawil, who was a paraplegic. So he eventually came to me. We became dear friends, and he became my mentor. And he had a fighter called Charlie Weir, who I owe my whole career to. So he didn't have money. He asked if we could put together money to help him promote Weir. So I thought we'd do it for fun for a month or two, and that was 59 years ago. But <laughs> the reason being, when, when it gets into your blood, the, the excitement and the traveling, it's, a, it's very hard to get it out of you, mm. uh, seeing the world, meeting people that you would never be able to rub shoulders with. It's been an incredible life, so you stick it out. I mean, I've, I've been privileged to meet the most fantastic people. Uh, boxers are, they perceived by the public probably to be rough, tough, but they are probably the most generous people outside the ring. They are unbelievable human beings. You know, boxing gives them a respectability, which they couldn't otherwise achieve in life because by and large they come from the wrong side of the tracks. So when people think it's uh, it's an inhuman activity, it's in fact giving these people um, fame, fortune, notoriety, and a lot of them use it to good. You, 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 you know, as you read in the papers, you only read bad news. Nobody ever really sees yeah. the, the good luck stories of the boxers. Yeah. But believe me, they far outnumber the, the negative stories you read about.
Yeah, the, the only things you would are the, are the guys that may be on drugs or get into a fight or a, a bit of a brawl or there's you know, so, something. You're right. You never see the good news stories. And give us a good no. news. Give us a good news story. Another one, Rodney. In your 40 years. I'll, I'll give you one. Well, I'm going to give you one because it's our most famous fighter uh, in, in I think in our boxing history. And I'll give you it. It'll take a few minutes, but it's worth listening to. And okay. It's generally what boxers are about. Many years ago, uh, Brian Mitchell was due to fight in America. We'd arranged a outing in the afternoon for kids from Reach for a Dream. Brian was going to go there and he was going to work out, sign autographs, give out sweets, etc. Uh, and the, the, the due was supposed to start at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Anyhow, I got a phone call in the afternoon from SAA. It was a precautionary measure. They were actually phoning all the um, passengers. The plane was due to leave at 9 o'clock at night. They mm. changed the time to 6 o'clock because it was the first flight out of South Africa around the bulge. So I phoned Brian and I said to him, look, uh, the plane now leaves at 6. There is no way that you can go there at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, do a workout, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he said to me, he said, listen, he said, these kids have been looking forward to it. Some of them might not be around when I get back to reschedule. So he came there. He did his whole stick. At about quarter to five, we rushed him to the airport. He didn't have time to go shower. Got on the plane in a tracksuit to go to America for his fight. Now, I, I could tell you abundant stories like that with these fighters. They are just outside the ring. They're incredible. Uh, a guy like Harold Falbreth, who used to be one of the most notable fighters, if he sees a mouse running across the, the, the floor, he'll jump up on the table. He gets terrified. So they're not all that they made out to be. It's, what are you doing to celebrate your 40th year, Ronnie? Anything special? Stop saying 40th. It's 39. No, well, you're going to go <laughs> to 40 at some point. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, next year we'll have something. You know, uh, I'm blessed. The, the greatest, probably, tribute, uh, not tribute, but I can say present for me, mm. Is that fighters like Welcome Nita, the Arnie Bungu, two of my favorite fighters of all time, Brian Mitchell, Harold Fulbrecht. I promoted Fulbrecht 39 years ago, yeah. Mitchell 20 years ago, the Arnie Bungu Welcome, who happened to be my first world champion over 20 years ago, and we all together and we all friends. And now when you're a promoter and you also read the side stories about these big fat cigar-smoking promoters, <laughs> when these guys have stuck with you for 39 years and you're still friends, you know you did right by yeah. them. So th that, that, is my, that is my prize. Rodney, it's great chatting to you. Congratulations to you on your 39 years, and we'll chat to you next year when it's really <laughs> 40. You. How's that? Thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you. Rodney Berman, Golden Gloves founder and CEO. He's been in the industry for 39 years, as you heard, and he's still standing. 39 rounds. It's a long time to be boxing. SAFM Sports Special with John Carricker. There's no sport too small. Cycling coming up in a moment. Let's wrap up what happened to the cricket today. South Africa against New Zealand. New Zealand against the ropes. We're going to continue with boxing analogies for a bit. Let's wrap it up with Johan LaRue.
Thanks, John. And a day again for the Proteas here at Supersport Park. I was going through all the, the, the boxing analogies. So they're, they're up against the ropes. The Proteas want to land a knockout blow. Can New Zealand uh, maintain and, and stand up a few more rounds? They're all there. Johan Leroux, thank you very much. More regular updates with Johan throughout the day tomorrow. Uh, he'll be previewing the day at Hopper 6, Hopper 7 with Janet in AIM Live and then regular updates throughout the day from